Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Um, what I'd like to do for the next 30 or so minutes is run you through a program called Zero Waste World. Um, my name is Jonathan North. I work for a company called CHEP, based here in Atlanta. And um, what I'd like to start by doing is, for those that don't know, explain a little bit about who CHEP is and what we do. Um, we call ourselves the invisible backbone of the supply chain, which essentially means that we, on a global level now, have almost 330 pallets, crates, and containers in almost, 50, almost 60 countries now, 59 countries. And what we do is we facilitate the movement of goods from manufacturing locations all the way through distribution and to retail. We work with 44 of the 50 largest CPG companies. So there's a very good chance if you walk into a Kroger store or a Sam's Club or a Costco, whether you're buying directly off the pallet from Costco or if you're buying off the shelf in Kroger, that that product you're walking home with was supported through the supply chain, either on one of our, pal one, on one of our pallets or in one of our containers or crates. Um, we have solutions that work from the very first mile all the way through to the last mile. So from raw, raw ingredient suppliers, through manufacturing, through retail, and now we're beginning to develop specific solutions for that last mile, getting it all the way in the, into the consumer's hands. We ship our pallets on a, in the US, we ship our pallets on a daily basis to about 14,000 manufacturing locations. And then we collect or pallets are returned to us from about 19,000 distribution and receiving points. But when you connect all of those lines together and when you figure in all of the retailing locations where our pallets and other equipment end up, we're in almost 300,000 physical locations across the country. One of the fundamental uh, attributes of our business model is that we, call, we operate what we call a share and reuse program. These almost 100 million pallets that we have in the US alone today get shipped to a manufacturer, let's say Procter & Gamble, who in turn ship through to their customers called, you know, let's say Kroger. And when that pallet comes back to us, we get it back into a condition where it's ready to go back out again. So that P&G pallet that just came back to us might end up going to Unilever next week. So that's, that's a little bit about who we are and what we do. Zero Waste World then specifically I'll talk about is a sustainability initiative that we created and launched last year. In some respects, due to the fact that most of our customers now have very strong sustainability strategies or ambitions, and our share and reuse model, this, this circular business model that we've been now operating for 30 years this year, gives us a really good platform upon which we can collaborate with our customers. As I mentioned, we do have solutions that work from the very first mile. So if you think about you know, watermelons, for instance, picked in the field, put onto a chat pallet, shipped through distribution. We do the same for people like P&G and their diaper plants or tissue towel factories, all the way through distribution, all the way down to retail. And now with the emergence of more retail specific solutions, we have what we call modular or fractional pallets half the traditional size and quarter of the traditional size that enable the retailers to fulfill the shelves much more efficiently. I'll touch on this a little bit later on, but the big benefit of our program is that I mentioned these assets are continually pooled, shared, and reused. So from an environmental point of view, the amount of wood or energy or water that goes into making our pallets gets spread out over the life of the pallet resulting in a lower environmental footprint that I'll touch on a little bit later on. As opposed to a recycling model where pallets come out of the system, 
and might get recycled or might just get um, thrown away to landfill. So now I'd like to talk a little bit specifically then about Zero Waste World, what it is, where it came from, and where we are with it today, and then a little bit of an insight into where we want to, to take this program in the future. Starting point for us was that we um, challenged ourselves as a company to think about how we could go beyond a platform provider and start to sit down with our customers and be much more collaborative and, and, and become more of a solutions provider. So what we did uh, was take a look at the types of customers that we work with and recognize that over the last few years, the whole supply chain model has become much, much more complicated. And, and more is the buzzword. More customers making more demands for more products to more locations, wanting it done faster. Uh, and now, though, the tipping point, those customers are also beginning to challenge their supplies and say, we'd like all of that, but we want that to be done with less impact. Um, customers' expectations today are primarily sitting on the brands, so it, it's the, 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 the name on the bottle or the name on the can, but those suppliers and providers of those products know that they can't solve those sustainability challenges by themselves, and they're looking further upstream into their supply chain where we, where we fit really nicely, uh, asking those supply chain partners to help them solve these problems. What we did to create the Zero Waste World program is we sat down and we listened to our largest customers, both in the US and in Europe, and we asked them what their pain points were, where they felt their business was challenged today, and where they felt those challenges would be amplified into the future. We asked manufacturers in that first mile, so the, the, we asked customers in that first mile part of the business, those manufacturing the product, and we asked them all the way down to the last mile solution, so the retailers. And whether we spoke to them in North America, whether we spoke, them into, in, spoke to them in Europe, whether we spoke to them in the beverage industry or in the fresh produce industry, the health and beauty care, didn't really matter. We saw far more similarities in where they felt their businesses were challenged than we saw differences. So what we did was we aggregated that, all of that information together and then it naturally fell into three buckets. Most of our customers are really worried about waste. Secondly, there's a tremendous amount of concern around their energy footprint, which specifically when I start to talk about how CHEP can collaborate with our customers around energy, is not that we're going to get into the renewable business or we're not going to start to sell solar panels or wind turbines, but transportation is a huge consumer of energy. Transportation is a large operating expense for us, and that's the mechanism by which we collect all of these 300,000 touch points I mentioned earlier on. And then finally, our customers are just concerned that the supply chains, these more demanding supply chains shipping to more customers, that those today are not as efficient as they could be, and that when you start to put more and more volume on top of those, they become even more frail and fragmented. So we've developed Zero Waste World program very much as a collaborative program. And the key to the collaboration, I think, is the fact that many of our customers Many sustainability people in general who've written these aggressive strategies are very clear about what it is they want to do and why they want to do it, but they're less clear about how they're going to get there. In fact, many of our customers 
specifically now reaching up into their supply chain and asking for participation from their transport providers, from their suppliers, from their energy providers, to all collectively do their part to make these supply chains more sustainable and better equipped for the future. So this is where we feel that we have an opportunity. And in doing so, in delivering solutions through this zero waste world lens, we feel that we can provide not only the economic benefit that is expected of us, but beyond that, strong social benefit and also environmental benefit. So the first of the three themes, I said that many of our customers are concerned about waste. So our most obvious opportunity to collaborate with them is to reduce waste. Tremendous amount of packaging is wasted every year. Tremendous amount of raw material is thrown away each year. Tremendous amount of food is thrown away every year. It's a big issue in, in, in the US and also in Europe. So we know that many of our customers now have an ambition to try and identify opportunities to eliminate or replace single-use systems with reusable systems starting with the shampoo bottles, with the ice cream containers, with the laundry detergent bottles. And what we want to do is try and collaborate with those customers to see where else in the supply chain we can move from linear systems into reusable systems. Because what we've been able to prove in our 30th year of business this year is that a share and reuse program saves a tremendous amount of raw material and it saves a tremendous amount of energy through that simple share and reuse of the same asset which is illustrated here nicely. If we think on this nine o'clock position on the diagram, what we call our service center, this is the facility where we um, issue our pallets or containers or crates to our customers' locations, the manufacturers that sit up at the 12 o'clock position. They in turn ship it through distribution. Depending on what's on the pallet, it might stay at distribution and come back to us, or it might go through a club store type of channel or a it might be a promotional product that goes down to retail, then comes back to the distribution point, and then comes back to us, where we inspect it, we add more material if necessary, we repaint, we re-stencil, we might wash some equipment as well if necessary, and then the cycle repeats. And again, to put that into context, we have 330 million pieces of equipment globally, which support over a billion movements of product per year. So back to my earlier comment, if you pick that jar of peanut butter off the shelf or that case of water from Costco, chances are greater that that was facilitated through the supply chain on or in a CHEP product than not. I talked about this, the, the share and reuse benefits uh, go beyond economic benefits. Um, the fact that these assets are reused means that we get to amortize the natural capital, so the amount of wood that's gone into making the pallet, the amount of energy that's gone into making it, the amount of water that's gone into making it. We get to amortize that over the life of the product, which means that on a per trip basis, we're consuming very small resources compared to more traditional systems. In fact, over the last few years, we've developed a life cycle tool, developed in externally and then subsequently peer reviewed, which calculates for every pallet that goes through, every, every product that moves through the supply chain on one of our pallets, saves in the areas of energy, um, fuel, CO2, and solid waste that would otherwise end up perhaps in the landfill. Those 330,000 locations that we ship to and from, or our customers ship to and from on a daily basis, we have visibility to all of that. So we know that 
how much transportation is involved. And now with 100 million pallets spread across the US, we're very closely located to our manufacturing customers to deliver, and we're very closely located to our retailing partners from whom the pallets come back into our network. So the average transportation involved in the shipment of a Czech pallet through the supply chain is very, very small. And then finally, wood is our number one raw material. Now 99.7% of the lumber that we use globally comes from certified sources, either FSC or PEFC, which means that there are significant uh, and responsible reforesting programs behind the scenes to make sure that what we take out gets replaced in the most responsible manner. Just a few weeks ago, Barron's recognized brambles as the mo second most, sorry, the most sustainable non-US company, which is, uh, was very flattering and humbling for us as this uh, supply chain backbone partner. So to think that pallets are now uh, creating that type of wave in, in, uh, in the media is, is very, very interesting. So that's the first focus area around reducing waste. Secondly, uh, I mentioned that many of our customers have goals to reduce their energy footprint. And of course, as I mentioned, we're not in the solar panel business, we're not in the wind turbine business, but we do ship a tremendous amount of our equipment to our manufacturing locations, so our customers' manufacturing locations. We spend a lot on freight, we have complete network visibility to who needs what when and then where they ship it to. So we're in a very privileged position to contribute to reduce the energy footprint through the transportation lens. About 30% of trailers at any point in time in the US have got no freight in the back. They're simply being repositioned from point A to point B. And that adds up to about 50 billion miles of unnecessary, to some extent, unnecessary transportation. The situation is not much better in Europe. It's a little bit less, but it's still a substantial amount of, of cost. And, and had this presentation taken place two or three years ago, it would only have been a cost issue. But today, far more CFOs are being pressured by their chief sustainability officers or their sustainability leaders to take a look at this, not just from the financial point of view, but from the emissions, from the fuel as well. Uh, and we believe that eradicating these empty miles and better utilizing this equipment so we can avoid these empty moves will we'll prolong the life of the asset, the, the transportation equipment, and will now take uh, more of a circular lens and look at the transportation through that. So what we're now doing is collaborating with customers that might ship you know, from location A to location B and then come back to their facility to make another delivery. We might have a customer very close to this location who is actually distributing their product close to the original location. And because we have line of sight into all of their networks, we're able to, with the customer's cooperation and collaboration, when they divulge those empty lanes to us, we can match them with other customers' empty lanes and then make sure that those trucks are returning more full than they were before. So again, the first focus area is about reducing waste. Secondly, about um, eradicating empty transportation miles. And then thirdly, our customers told us that they were worried that today's supply chains were not as efficient as they could be. One of the big areas we think of in terms of future opportunity is all connected around the digitalization of the supply chain. We're quite experienced in the, in the, the, the fundamental movement of goods from A to B, 
we know when product left a facility and we know when product arrived at the next location. But with, with techno emerging technology like the Internet of Things and, and the next generation track and trace technology that can be applied to individual pallets or containers that will detect not only location in real time, but also things like temperature, humidity, perhaps oxygen levels, shock and vibration, to get that type of information throughout the whole supply chain presents some opportunity for, uh, for us in the future. Beyond that, um, we also use tools to run our business, particularly around process automation, which we can support our customers with to drive out more manual processes. And then other tools that we, we run our business on on a day-to-day -day basis, site optimization, yard management, order optimization. We're now collaborating with customers to try and create ways to drive those inefficiencies out of their operations. So these are the three focus areas. Again, it's about eliminating waste, eradicating empty transport miles, and then driving out these inefficiencies in the supply chain. Where we are today with the program is that we launched it this, almost this time last year at the Sustainable Brands Conference in, in June in Detroit. Um, we're now continuing to spread that communication message, at opportunities in environments such as this, uh, talking to specific customers and taking what is uh, very theoretical on paper and now working with customers to identify specific areas of collaboration that they see a, a fit with our program and then moving from this uh, theory into practical tests and ultimately leading them to uh, physical implementations. And we're working with customers on that very first mile, particularly around the delivery of raw materials and packaging supplies into manufacturing locations. And we're working all the way down at retail level to try and drive out single-use packaging systems there. So we've got, for the moment, both ends of the supply chains covered, always looking for more collaboration with more customers. And of course, from my point of view, the best starting point uh, with any particular conversation with any customer is rather than try to tackle everything at once, but what we work to do is align the goals and the aspirations of Zero Waste World with those publicly stated sustainability ambitions that our customers have divulged to us. So if a customer is very motivated around reducing waste, then that's the type of conversation we specifically target initially. All the while, hopefully, you know, the results of these types of collaborations will be that we develop more sustainable supply chain solutions better equipped for the future. Creating less, re you know, using less resources, creating more value, but doing it together with our customers. At this point, I'm very happy to take questions. Uh, also happy to direct you towards um, our website, uh, where there's tremendously more information than I'm able to review with you today. But again, happy to take questions. Well, right. well, thank you very much. Thank you.